What's up, everybody? On this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports, we're going to discuss the wacky past weekend of the NFL playoffs and what we predict as far as who's going to win with this upcoming weekend of uh, playoff games. And also the shenanigans that are going on in the NBA with all this foolishness called fighting. Pretty boys trying to act like thugs and stuff, which they are thugs because they ain't about that life. So listen in, because we're going to have some crazy stuff going on. Once again, I'm with my two co-hosts, Al and, and Earl. Gentlemen, we've already hit the second week or the third week of January, man. This this, this year is flying by. How y'all doing? I'm doing good. Got my got my hot um uh, say hydro. Got my uh H2O. <laughs> Not the other hydro, and uh I'm feeling good. To be honest, I am also drinking water. Um, this time with some lemon and cucumbers. So I'm trying some things out to to live to drink a little bit healthy. Um, so I'm I'm re- I'm all ready to go. Oh, he's he's fancy. <laughs> no, I'm not fancy. Not fancy at all. <laughs> Just trying to cleanse. <laughs> it looks like a Taco Bell cup you got in your head. And I, I, Ah uh, yes, but full full to the brim with ice and H two O. Ah, <laughs> so we the water guys this week. So we the water guys this week. I've been trying to. I've been trying to. Oh yeah, I've been trying to increase my water intake since the beginning of this year. So that's uh, been a key thing. Ah, uh, well, gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. Where do we begin? Ah. Uh, what about those NFL playoffs? Uh, well, I know we all had some predictions. I know I, I did horribly. I think we all agreed that New England was going to win, which that was a, a big snooze fest. Um, I believe none of us picked – well, I believe Al picked Jacksonville to beat the Steelers. I know I believe – I know I didn't. I don't think Earl did either. Nope. I know Earl picked – the Eagles to beat Tennessee. And I'm sorry. Did the Eagles play Tennessee? I think so. No, the uh, yeah. the Eagles to beat um Atlanta. Yes. Atlanta, right, Atlanta. Yes. Okay. And and I of course called the Minnesota um the Minnesota game over the Saints, which didn't look like it was gonna be uh It'll be that situation until like the last seven seconds of the game, but we'll talk about that. But what do you guys uh, take from this past weekend with all the games going on? I'm gonna be honest with you. I, <laughs> although I did pick the Patriots to win the game, I was really hoping for it to be the other way around. Um, because I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I'm more interested to see who would be the who who. I mean. Out of the four teams that are left now, I'm more interested to see who would get a who would come out of it to be a Super Bowl co- a champion. Um, when you think about it, you know you have Minnesota, you have you have Philadelphia, you have Jacksonville, all of them that have quarterbacks that 
we could pretty much say in the preseason they they wouldn't even made it this far. I think we could honestly say, uh, but here they are um, in the midst of one game away from being in the Super Bowl. So you know, I, I'm very interested to actually to see how this plays out from that standpoint of it. Because I, I, I'm always the first one to say, you know, I'm tired of seeing the usuals there, even though I did pick some of the usuals to make it further than where they are. But, you know, um, I, I love to see the, 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 the differences, the, the, the uh, different variety of people, of teams there. Um, so I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm very interested to see how all this plays out. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I definitely have to say that, uh, you know, Obviously, I think most of we all picked New England, you know, to win, and I think that was pretty much, you know, you know, Tennessee. I don't want to say they didn't show up to fight, but it was clearly obvious they weren't, you know, you know, they, they were no match for the Patriots. But the other games, good lord, <laughs> it was some great games this weekend. I mean, I mean the. I did pick the Eagles to beat the Falcons, even though they they scared me for most of that game. Because let's let's be perfectly honest. The Eagles' defense, especially that front, that front seven, you know, the front four, definitely put the heat on uh, Matt Ryan. If it wasn't for that defense, I don't think they win. So, um, you know, the Eagles, I think, came out there winning, and obviously, the feeling in Philly is very high. But you know, they they need to be very concerned going 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 into the uh, NFC Championship game. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, good lord, that. I'm gonna come back to them, but um, <laughs> but the uh, the Saints disappointed the heck out of me. But that was a bad, 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 bad play at the end of that game. It shouldn't have got that far. I mean, we can we all rehash, but obviously, you know, I definitely feel bad for the kid. I mean, he uh, you know, he put his head down when he went for the tackle, didn't look up, you know, missed the guy with and took out his own man, you know, on the same play. I mean, obviously. You know, Drew Brees got him back in contention because they can rack up some points in a hurry. That's exactly what they did. And the Vikings defense, I mean, took a took a nap in the fourth quarter. And um, I mean, it was just a the perfect call, the perfect defense, poorly executed. I mean, he 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 missed. All they had to do was wait for him to get the ball, come down, tackle him, pull him into the um, you know, pull him from out of bounds. Game is done. Actually, if you tackle them, it might be game done because then it's like they got to come up, they got to get the ball. Who knows if they're going to make a kick? Anything could happen. But he tackles them in bounds. Game is over. He missed it. Guy turns around, makes a heads play, runs to the end zone. Vikings are in. For the Eagles, I think the Eagles are better off seeing the Vikings than they were the Saints because I think Drew Brees and the receivers would have been hell for those DBs because the DBs got exposed all this season. It's just been darn lucky that that front seven makes it hard for the um, the average uh, quarterback to get it downfield. But I think Drew Brees would have ate him up. But um, I think they have a better matchup against the Vikings with Case Keenum. Now, the got darn Pittsburgh Steelers, who saw that one coming? I mean, ooh, Leonard Fournette ran that rock all down the throat. I mean, really, even when he twisted his ankle, he went on the K-Bank, they still had no answer for him. But I mean, you if that game plays the same way again, I can't see Ben Roethlisberger making those passes. Those are pinpoint accurate passes that all the receivers caught that you can probably do that 10 times. They don't catch that thing 10 times like that. So that was damn lucky. But 
Oof. I think New England is going to have to really be nervous about the Jacksonville Jaguars because that defense is coming for them. Well, I was listening to the radio, sports radio this evening. Uh, um, the Baltimore sports radio station had the Jacksonville beat reporter on. And what he said was pretty interesting. He said the game plan that they came up with for the for the Titans, I'm sorry, for the for the Bills. They said that they recognized that the Bills wasn't going to do anything on offense, and they knew that they they knew that if they scored anywhere between ten and seventeen points, that they were going to be okay. So they drafted up a real vanilla offense to go against Buffalo because they knew that their Buffalo's offense was trash, and that the defense would pretty much keep the game, you know, keep them from losing the game. So when they came out with the offensive game plan against the Steelers, I think it caught everybody by surprise because everybody was sitting there saying that Blake Bortles is trash, um, he can't do nothing, blah, 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 blah. And then they came out with the perfect game plan where he was throwing passes on first and second down, getting himself established, you know, getting a rhythm, and then Leonard Fournette going out there and doing his thing. And I think it really just stunned the Steelers so much so that, their defense never, never recovered. You know, I guess they just kept them off balance that much that Jacksonville was able to do what they were able to do. But it's impressive that, um, very impressive that the Steelers could still try to come back considering they were down 20 points. I think it was an early second quarter. I think they were down 20 something to seven or something like that. So, give props to Steelers for trying, but got to give kudos to Jacksonville. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I thought that Jacksonville's game plan was definitely on point. Um, it definitely benefited them. They got out out of the gates in a hurry. And I agree with you about Pittsburgh being stunned by this, um, which makes me wonder in actuality what their game plan is going to be for the New England Patriots because that is going to be their biggest test. And I agree with you. I really believe that Jacksonville has a chance on beating New England because if they're able to do that with the Pittsburgh, and I know Pittsburgh and New England are two different teams, but even with Ben Ross, even with Big Ben putting up five touchdown passes, um, and they still lost. Like, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see how they play against the New England type of offense. And whether or not the defense can really do the same thing that they did in Pittsburgh. Um, I really believe that Jacksonville has a, a good chance of, of beating New England. Um, I'm rooting for them, um, to do it, but I'm also, I believe that they do have a good chance of winning as well. Yeah. I think when you look at the defense, I mean, it's supposed to be about matchups and obviously they're with that, that defensive front. It's definitely going to have to put some pressure on there. So you might switch to man, man, man coverage. And I think they can handle man to man coverage. The only person you have to really worry about is going to be Gronk. Now they may put Jalen Ramsey on Gronk. I think he can do it. Um, but you know, with Brady, as I've always said, the best defenses have always gotten his face have been you hit him, you hit him hard, you hit him early. And you mess up that timing. And if you can mess up the, um, the Patriots timing and you force, and you force 
you force um, um, Brady to kind of, you know, release the ball early, get out his element, you can have a good chance. But, you know, they're going to have to definitely, you know, they got to be up in his face. They got to make him uncomfortable, make him move around. And, you know, he's not like he's the best improv person. You know, he sticks in the pocket, gets a lot of time and will pick you apart. But I think that front, you know, that front, you know, the front four, because they can just rush forward and drop eight back in coverage. So now it's going to be man to man. What's he going to do? I mean, Brady's not the most fleet of foot, so you ain't got to worry about him running on you. But I think, you know, Gronk is going to be the person that you have to really, you know, stick up. And I think if they put Jalen Ramsey on him, I think he can hold, you know, hold his own with him. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think, to be honest, that's why their matchup is, is, is pretty tough. Their defense pretty much covers all of New England's offensive, um, movements, so to speak. Um, they don't really have a running game where Jacksonville should be really worried about. Um, and their front four can definitely do enough damage to, to put some pressure on, on, on Brady. So we'll see how that all plays out. Um, more concerning is I will, I'm more interested, in, to be honest, I'm more interested in the other side. Um, what Jacksonville offense can do against New England's defense. Because if New England's defense can't stop, if they can't stop the running game, it's going to be a, a, a long night for New England. So I hope that they're, I'm pretty sure Bill Belichick is prepared for this. Um, I'm pretty sure they, he's trying to cover all his bases, but it'll be interesting to see how well New England defense is compared to Jacksonville's offense as well. Well, as much as everybody's excited for Jacksonville and New England, I would love to see Minnesota take out the Eagles. And I would love to see Jacksonville take out New England. It will be the least sexy Super Bowl, but at least it will be something new and exciting. <laughs> come Super Bowl. It will be two new quarterbacks, two new coaches, you know, just uh, two great running running attacks, two great defenses. I think it would be an interesting game. I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping um, Minnesota can uh, go ahead and clamp down on Philadelphia's defense. And I'm thinking this Minnesota Philly game might be a, a really low scoring game, considering both defenses are pretty nice. So I would not be, it wouldn't be shocking to be a 13-10 game. Or seventeen, fourteen type of finish. Yeah, I, I think I think that the um, the recipe for winning is definitely going to be a low scoring, probably making a very messy game. Um, they're gonna probably have to run behind, you know, Garrett Blunt, you know, you know, AJ AJ Ajay to really do some stuff, do some damage. But um, to me, I don't, it's. Like I said, I think the Eagles got very lucky that the Minnesota Vikings won like they did in that fashion because I don't think they want to see any parts of the Saints receiving core. But it's going to be low scoring, I I think. Um, as far as the Jacksonville's offense, New England's probably going to, you know, block, you know, block the run and force Blake Bortles to um, beat him throwing his own, throwing the ball. So if they, if they're going to lose. Is going to be not because they're going to let Little Fournette run all over them if they can contain them. It's going to be because of Blake Bortles throwing a rock if they can, you know, keep that running game, you know, contained. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think that's going to be their focal point. But I also believe that 
they're going to be surprised at what Blake Bortles can do. Um, not saying that he's going to be like, you know, have a MP, MVP type performance, but I'm thinking he's going to manage it to manage the game just good enough for them to escape out with a win or at least eke out with a win. Um, I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, but I also think that, I, like I said, I would not be surprised if Jacksonville comes out with the win. Maybe one or two plays, big plays down the, down the stretch. Um, whether it's deep, I'm assuming it's going to be defensive. Um, but somebody's going to do something on the defensive end to seal the win for Jacksonville. Well, they, Jalen Ramsey and company, you know, they got some, some real good corners, a uh, really great defensive backfield. And the linebacking core is really nice. Um, like you both stated, and New England doesn't have much of a run game. They, you know, they use the pass to create the run. Um, but you got a, a stingy defense who plays pretty well against the pass. Uh, they might have gotten exposed a lot uh, last week, you know, playing against the Steelers. But I think they come back with a renowned vigor and um, come back and really do something special. I think I, I truly think that. I'm calling it. I'm thinking Jacksonville is going to go ahead and take care of New England, and I'm going to go ahead and just outrightly call it Minnesota Jacksonville Super Bowl uh, coming first weekend of February. Um, to be honest, I'm in that same boat as you. Um, I'm 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 also in agreement with Jacksonville. Uh, just for the for whatever reason, I think that they have what it takes. Um, and I also agree with Minnesota. Um, I know Philly fans is not going to like it, but, you know, I, I really believe that Minnesota, I think it's, they just have that, for whatever reason, they have something. Um, whether it's the fact that they're playing in, if, you know, if they win, they do play in Minnesota for the Super Bowl, um, which I would love to see as well, being the first team to um, host the Super Bowl as well as be in the Super Bowl. So um, it'd be very interesting to see that, but I, Maybe it's just the, the, the fan of me that just don't want to see New England in it. Um, to be honest, I really don't care if it's really Minnesota or Philly for that matter. Um, but I, I am rooting for Minnesota. I am rooting for Jacksonville to be in the Super Bowl. Oof. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, oof. I will, I'm with you. I want to see some, some new, some new fresh blood, some new, um, fresh, you know, you know, teams in there. I mean, the whole thing was in Minnesota. Is Case Keenum, is Case Keenum really the Case Keenum we saw in the first couple of quarters of the Saints game? Or is Case Keenum really Case Keenum that we saw in the fourth quarter? So, I don't know. I mean, Nick Foles is Nick Foles. I mean, what you see is what you get. I still, I don't think I don't think the Cinderella pumpkin for Philly is done yet. I'm thinking Philly's going to win in a very in a very, I think both games are going to be close. Um I think it's going to be close low scoring game. I think Philly pulls it out. And with Jacksonville and in in New England, I want to my heart wants to say Jacksonville, but I can't pick Blake Borders over 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 Tom Brady even though the Jacksonville has a great defense. They just have that friggin' luck that no matter what, they always seem to skate out with a win. And I just think that, yeah, 
I don't know. The defense is going to be there. I just don't think Blake Bortles is going to make enough plays to come out and beat Tom Brady. So I'm picking Patriots in a high-scoring close game, and I'm going to pick the Philadelphia Eagles in a low-scoring close game. So Philadelphia fans, this is Giants fans talking to you. So if it was the Saints, I'll pick the Saints, but it ain't. So (laughs) you're lucky, very, very lucky. So let me ask you guys a question um, because I heard this maybe about maybe I don't know if it was over the weekend or not, um, but I heard that there was a lot of people that was complaining the fact that um, New England Patriots gets a favorable amount of calls um, these past couple of um, playoff games, um, more so that the opposing teams of the New England Patriots um, get maybe double the amount of calls against them. Um, while New England gets a favorable amount of calls, half of them, you know, calls against going there, you know, going against them. But the opposing teams get the double amount of calls against them when it comes to dealing with the New England Patriots. Do you find that to be credible? Or do you believe that? <laughs> Come on, man. It's, it's the golden boy. I mean, they got to keep their bill ticket going. I mean, it, it, it doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm not going to say that it is or is it because I have no conclusive evidence to say it is, but sometimes during them games you do. It's, it's like, it's like MJ. I mean, you, you, you literally breathe in this direction and you got, you got, you know, hit with a, you know, you got hit with a, um, a foul. So <laughs> what about you, Ace? Do you find that surprising? What was the question? <laughs> 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 the question is that um, I think it was the past couple of weeks it shows that New England Patriots give a fav- get a favorable amount of calls their way. Opposing teams that play New England Patriots get roughly the double amount of penalties and calls against them when they play the New England Patriots. Do you find that surprising? Nope. No. I mean, heck, when you when you get a whole entire rule just based off of Brady throwing an incomplete pass against Oakland. Oh, the tough back in yes. <laughs> Nope. It, 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 that play right there began the run of greatness that Brady has. And ever since then, you know, as as our, our good buddy uh, Deshaun would say, the God is out there doing his thing. You know, he gets his calls. He New England gets what they get. And, of course, you know, he, he – Catches all types of fits and stuff when he's uh, on the other the other end of uh, said calls and not getting his way. So it doesn't shock me. And it would it, it personally, I hope they punch them. I, I hope all of Jacksonville just punches New England in the mouth with a hefty one two and one to the body right after that. You know, and just just hit them with a, a direct blow. And, and and then once they get them down and just just keep ramming it down their throat. Just keep Leonard Fournette just, just jamming that rock just right down their throat. And I just hope they pound them in the ground. I don't want them to score a bunch of points. But I want it to be a convincing beating of New England. And it bring the end to the the Brady era as we know it. I'm not saying he can't lead a team to the playoffs next year, but he may not get them as deep into the playoffs moving forward. Because I think this is the end of the, the the dominance of the Patriots. 
Really? Because we, as we know, yes, I, I, I strongly believe that this game, I think, can be that turning point. That's very interesting. We will see next week whether or not that will be the case. <laughs> but that's a very interesting I point. Mean, I mean, they, the window of year after year after year after year is just been so lucky, so fortunate, so Super Bowl last year. I mean, you're up 27-3 and you let them score 31 unanswered points to come back and win the Super Bowl. I mean, they've had countless, countless things happen in their favor. I just think that this weekend is just when all the favorable things stop. I think Jacksonville is on a, a very unconventional type of uh, run right now. They're kind of resembling the, the 2000 Ravens, I believe it was, when uh, Trent Dilfer was quarterback. And we're led by a, uh, a very stingy and very stout defense. And I'm not saying Blake Bortles is way better than Trent Dilfer. Way better. But, <laughs> you know, if Bortles can manage the game and let the defense do what it needs to do, I can, I can see it. I can truly see that happening in that Jacksonville. I'm not saying Jacksonville will win the Super Bowl, but I can see them making it to the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, I mean, and look at this point, Jacksonville really has nothing to lose. I mean, no one necessarily expected them to be there. Everyone expected Pittsburgh to beat them. So right now, they're playing, they're, they're playing the, the freest out of anybody outside of probably Probably Minnesota. So go out there and leave it all on the ground, and you know, you know, clock Brady a couple of times, get 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 some get some fines. I mean, you know, go for broke. Like I said, do I will I call it for them? No, but ain't got nothing to lose. Might as well go out with a bang. Or or bloody them up so bad that that they go limping into the Super Bowl. I'm just tired of New England. <laughs> I'm just happy to see. Personally, you know, I would prefer to see the Steelers over. Uh, I would prefer to see the Steelers come out of the AFC. But if the Steelers can't do it, I have no problem with Jacksonville taking that spot. I just do not want to see New England again. I'm tired of it. I'm tired. I'm tired of Alabama and college football. I'm tired of New England and, fo- and pro football. Um... Well, basketball is just going to be basketball. It's just no getting around that. No, no, no. You might as well just – no, there's – if you're going to say that, you might as well just go complete the whole cycle. Like, I mean, I'm in agreements with you. Oh, oh, no, but no, 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 no. Because I am never tired of seeing the Yankees win. Never. <laughs> well, that comes from a, that comes from a, a Yankees fan. Well, but everybody To be honest with you, I was tired when they was winning. Um Not me. Well, yeah, like like Earl said, you're a fan. Um, I'm I'm tired of that. Um, but I will say this, you know, I've been less tired of the Yankees now because of the track record that they have now. Um, we'll see how that plays out next year now when with they're completely loaded. And if they win, then I'll probably go back to hating them again. But that's neither here nor there. Um, the thing that I'm saying is is that I'm just tired of Alabama. That's pretty much in a nutshell. 
that's all I have to say about the NFL, though, and just in my opinion, with the referees and, you know, remember now that I remember, um, with the referees in New England being the, um, the least, the most favorable when it comes to dealing with the refs. I think that that was the, the you know, I find that very interesting, you know, as far as that was concerned. And to be honest, I don't find it surprising as, just like you guys, I don't find it surprising as well. I really believe that, you know, the opposing teams do get feel like they get the favorable amount of calls. I mean, not the favorable, but the calls against them is definitely a significant um, than what the Patriots receive. So we'll see how that plays going forward. That's just my opinion. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I brought it out there, I should say. <laughs> go Jacksonville. Go Jags all the way. Anywho, so moving right along, we're headed into the uh, what we call basketball. It looks like some uh, some little diva action, some little slap happy uh, players getting getting a little hissing with one another, getting all in their feelings, acting like a bunch of punks. <laughs> Tell them how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, you know, like, back in the day, you know, you settled it like some men. You, 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 you squared up and did the fair one, you know. Don't be bum-rushing somebody's locker room. You know what I'm saying? You, you wait for them in the, hall, in the hallway like real people or outside in the parking lot. No, but, yo, but you know what's so funny about this, though? Because when um, and Shaq and Chuck is probably the funniest, you know, they made it seem like it was so comical. Like, they had me rolling when all this was going down. So, because, like, the cops and stuff was involved. They called LAPD um, to, to, into, you know, to, to, to stop the altercation. So, Shaq and Chuck was laughing. They was like, yo. I mean, like, they was like, really, they called the cops on this? Like, the NBA players is not going to try and fight, lose money, you know, get suspended, lose money for fighting. It's like, what are they going to do? Call the cops to say, oh, yo, CP3 is coming into my locker and, you know, he's trying to fight me, yo. Come to my, come get, come get help or, you know, like, oh, James Harden is, is, is trying to come through the door, you know, you know, I need help. I need help. You know, they had me rolling. It was like, <laughs> you're going to have, and out of all the people that go, you get CP3, James Harden, Trevor Ariza. Like, you don't got no, 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 you know, like, no, no big, like, type of dudes that you know can fight or are willing to throw down. No, you get, like, the person that's, like, the president of the NBA Players Association. <laughs> you got James Harden, who is pretty much the softest person in the league when it comes to defense. I mean, I'm just going by what they said. You know, they was like, this is so comical. Um, like people are just ripping these guys for just going to try to go backstage and try to just start beef going to other people's locker rooms. So I just found it so hilarious. Like they was like, Oh, you really gonna try and go into like you really trying to start something knowing that you are not gonna be really throwing hands. It was just amazing, like people was just ripping on them today. I I, I kinda felt bad for them, but it was so funny. I'm sorry. Exactly. I mean, they really ain't about that. I mean, like when they just talked before, they ain't about that life. They ain't throwing no blows. They ain't making no swings. They don't want to, you know, 
get their hands cracked, you know, you know, cheekbones cracked. You know, they ain't come on. This is like you said, paper, you know, you know, you know, paper gangsters, you know, you know, you know, trigger fingers with the Twitter. So they ain't right. really they not really gonna do anything. I mean, and like I said, how weak is that? You gonna have one person go to the front door, you guys sneak out through the back. No, if you if you if you really about that life, no, we gonna come, you know, bum rushing right through the front door, you know. Kick down kick down the door, waving <laughs> Yeah, I ain't gonna try to you know, like you said, you gonna shoot the fair one, I'm I'm gonna come right at you. Ain't gonna be no you know behind no. And we'll score like, it right there. Just like when uh, Boogie and KD was squaring up on the court, and Boogie was like, he was following them to his locker room. He was like, yo, we gonna do this? Like, we gonna do this right now? You know, that's that's real. You know, when the cops had the, the two or three guys had to hold him back, and KD just looking back, real nervous, like, oh snap, he's really following me. You know, I'm, I'm like, man, look, if y'all <laughs> real, if y'all real, you'd be like Ron Artest. Had all those jokers back at the palace, and y'all just threw down. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna give you a perfect example too. Yo, um, as a matter of fact, last night, um, Philadelphia 76ers and the Raptors altercation. That was that is a true definition. Kyle Lowry is a true definition of yo. You want to take it outside? Let's go. They get into an altercation mid game. They both get ejected. Bill, Kyle Lowry looks at Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is like this. He's like, yo. So Kyle Lowry's like, oh, you, oh, all right. So he ran. He ran out of the stadium. He was like, yo, you talking about meeting me in the back? All right, cool. He ran. Kyle Lowry literally ran. He said he was waiting in the hallway for this joker. Like, seriously. I was like, man, I didn't know he, like, much respect. I was just like, man, he really was waiting for this dude. Ben Simmons didn't come out, of course, but Kyle Lowry was like, yo, I was there. I'm like, yo, what's up? So it was, it's amazing. <laughs> it's yeah, in my, I agree, man. In my opinion, a lot of these NBA players, I mean, they, come on, they not really, they not really gangster. I mean, could you imagine some of these cats, you know, want to scrub against the old New York Nick days back when they had, you know, Basin, Oakley, X-Men, Starks, cats that are really Go up in your grill real quick. Nah, they. First of all, first of all, the fight would have been there long before the rescue would even got involved. <laughs> oh, man, think about all those Knicks heat days when it was Van Gundy hanging off legs and stuff like that. Man, that was that was real basketball. Like, uh, I don't even know what you call this crap now. No, that was classic. That was a classic. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the classic, the classic, uh, was it, Lonzo Morning, Larry Johnson swinging that air, not even hitting anybody, but. <laughs> oh, but they swung up. Hey. They shot the fair one. <laughs> no, tonight, matter of fact, tonight game, um, um, Magic and, um, uh, Magic, whoever the Magic played just now, Aaron Afalo just got ejected for swinging haymakers at some dude who had him in a headlock. Um, he actually like swung a haymaker and hit him. So I know he's going to get suspended multiple things. They just, I just saw the video roughly about a couple of minutes ago on the phone. So it's, it's very testy, definitely testy, but not that way that the clip, I mean, the Rockets did. I mean, all jokes aside, CP3 should know better. Um, to be honest, majority of this is on him. For that whole episode between him with him and his former team, um, I, 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 I will say this, um, kudos to 
um, DeAndre Jordan for stopping them from coming either further because he was like, yo, y'all not supposed to be here. You know, y'all need to leave. So shout out to him for him taking that approach and for Patrick Beverly because Patrick Beverly came up, who, who is real gangster in his own right, but Patrick Beverly came up and was like, yo, you know, tell his former teammates, yo, y'all need to chill. It ain't that serious, you know. Just go back to y'all, go back to y'all respective places and be where y'all need to be. So, you know, but it was just crazy the fact that you would literally want to pick a fight after, like I said, like an after school special, knowing that y'all not going to throw hands. I thought it was very, you know, and it shows a lot about the Rockets and their maturity level at this stage, because I really thought that they had what it takes to, to at least be further in the playoffs with the team that they had. But, this sets them back, at least from my standpoint, it sets them back a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 trust me, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm waiting for what the NBA legal office is going to do because that kind of stuff was very premeditated. Um, if there's no fines and suspensions coming down, I will be, I will be very, very shocked. As would I. Yeah, whatever. I'd rather just shoot the fair one. <laughs> Put some boxing gloves on. Put them in the ring. Y'all want to fight? Come on. Yeah, can you imagine having basketball turn into a hockey event where they just start throwing blows and the refs allow them to do that? Well, shit, that's 90s basketball right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, they were able to throw some both. You know, I, I don't know. You couldn't throw no A-makers, but, you know, you could throw some chippy elbows. You could throw, you, could, you know, you can. Mush, you can do whatever you need to do. And, Please, you talking about the New York Knicks that had Chris Childs chin check Kobe Bryant? Come on, but he got kicked out of the game for that though. Ooh, That's right. <laughs> he, got, he got kicked out, but but that was good shit back then. You know, excuse me, because <laughs> it's pretty much saying like, look, I, I ain't gonna be your, I ain't gonna be no punk. You, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna disrespect me. You took it there. I mean, that was that was, that was a two piece, right? <laughs> and Kobe ain't do nothing but just stand there, stunned like, oh, wow. That's I think that's when the era of the softness in the NBA started to kick in. <laughs> but I digress. I, I just thought that the Rockets, you know, I, they should have been they should have been handled a lot better because you know you coming off from a loss, you just lost to the Clippers. There was no reason to even get to that point. But shout out to Lou Williams though, for doing his thing. So I, have a, so I have a question. So do, do we think that the do we think that the, the Cleveland Cavaliers have a have a chance if they meet the Golden State Warriors in the finals again to actually beat them in the seven game series? Who are you asking? Both of y'all. If they don't figure out what the heck going on now, they may not even make it out of the second round of the play of the Eastern uh, Eastern Conference. <laughs> I think it's that there they're not going to make it out of the second round of the Eastern Conference. I the way that they are right now, if they don't make no moves right now before the trade deadline, I do not see them even getting into the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm. I still think they can make it. It's just they 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 got too many injuries. There's too many things going on right now. They just they got to figure something out. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. If it was the same team with Kyrie Irving, then I would give, I would say, hey, this is the Cavs. I'm not sweating it. They don't have Kyrie Irving. I'm sorry. Isaiah Thomas, once he even gets in his A game, I don't think that's going to be enough. 
because he's too much of a defensive liability. And I'm saying this right now, and to be honest, I said this a while back. I really believe that Boston is going to make it into the finals um, to represent the Eastern Conference. But I will say this to even add more to it. If Cleveland don't do anything at this point, I don't think I think the Raptors have a better chance of beating them before the um with the team that is constructed right now. Mm. Raptors are right now, and the only reason why I'm saying that is because the way the Raptors are playing with the young talent that they have right now and the style that they're playing right now fits them a lot better than they did these past couple of seasons. And come playoffs, that's when it's really going to matter for them. And Cleveland. Their defense is just atrocious right now. I can't accept – it's not acceptable. I, to be honest, even if they – I know there's talks about them trying to make a move for a primetime player. If they don't do something and keep the same team as constructed, I just don't see it. Sorry. Yeah, I don't uh, – I'm assuming they're probably going to make a trade by the trade deadline, some kind of move. Uh, I think it's probably going to be a move. I don't think it's going to be the the move to get him over the hump. Um, one, I mean, that pick that they got from the Nets, I don't know if they want to part with that. They're going to have to decide whether they want to part with it or not. I mean, and that's something a little bit better than what they probably anticipated, but still you got the second half of the season to go. So, but I'm pretty sure they don't want to part with the pick because LeBron James is not told what the intentions are. So why part with a pick? LeBron James jumps ship and goes wherever he's going to go, and then you're stuck back in rebuilding mode. You have you have no LeBron James, you have no pick, you have no Kyrie Irving, you have Isaiah Thomas, who's you know that hip is always going to be a bother. You have Crowder, who's and then you got a collection of other bums on there that's only 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 there out of LeBron James' request. So, I mean. I, I don't know. The only way you're going to really get somebody to really come around there and really make a serious trade is you're going to have to part with that pick. And right now, I, right now, I don't see why they would if you can't get LeBron James to commit to coming back long term. I don't know. Uh, I would like to think that. LeBron would want to finish his career there, but there's no guarantee. And I don't know when. When is the deadline um, for the trade for uh, for trades? Next month, back. sometime. Next week. Next month, sometime. Next month. I think uh, if they don't figure out what they're going to be doing between now, if they don't. Fix or correct or try to play better between now and say after the All Star break. I think it's a lost season. No, I agree. I agree with you on that. And I don't. I don't know what. I'm not going to say that LeBron will leave, but LeBron is. If 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 it is indeed LeBron is the one hand picking who he wants to be around him, then um. If this is him trying to show his GM skills, he may need to let that let an actual GM determine who should come along and play his pocket alongside with him because he's making wrong decisions uh, as to who he needs beside him. 
Well, he's got one of the oldest teams in the league, and he's got one of the highest payroll in the league, and it's going to be hard to make any moves to get any young blood in there. And he wants to win now, so he wants veterans that going, that's going to, you know, accentuate his skills. And right now, I mean, you take him off the team, that team is garbage. Outside Personally. of Isaiah, outside of Isaiah Thomas. Personally, they should have. They should have. You know, as much as I like love being on the team, they should have just kept Andrew Wiggins. If they if they kept Wiggins, they, they may they could have still possibly won a championship. But you know, that's that's hearsay. We don't know. That's no. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I kind of agree with you because even if you kept, you would have kept Andrew Wiggins, Kevin Love in Minnesota. You could have got a decent complimentary in Channing Frye because he would have still came there no matter what. And he could have been serviceable enough to give you that outside shooting while having a – I mean, he's not the Kevin Love, of course, but he still provides the outside shooting where he could have gave you a complimentary piece to do something with along with Andrew Wiggins and Kyrie Irving. And that would have been more of a, a, a dynamic because even if LeBron leaves – you still would have had Andrew Wiggins to build around. Nine times out of ten, you probably would have had Kyrie Irving as well because a combination of Irving and Wiggins would have helped solidify the future for Cleveland. Right. But, again, that's, you know, I'm not going to get into too much of that because, again, that's this is all on LeBron because this is the team that he wanted. So he has to re- – and, and it's also – Cleveland management because you knowing that you're going to get a LeBron team with nothing but veterans, you are going to, of course, sacrifice the younger talent that is there. And you barely have the younger talent there now. So, but we'll see what plays out um, before the trade deadline happens, though. That's for sure. All right, fellas. Well, I know we're coming up against time. Um, but why don't we let the folks know out there where they can reach us so that if they have any questions, concerns, comments, suggestions, they can reach out to us and let us know uh, for future future shows. Cool. You can reach me on Twitter and um, Graham at J-E-R-O-S-S-7 at. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram as well. I am Al Qualls. Shout out to Spencer Dimwitty. All right, and you can find me on on the Twitter uh, doing that tweet thing. Uh, Cat Daddy one nine six three, Cat Daddy one nine six three. Well, gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure when we can sit here and talk craziness of football and the shenanigans in basketball. So I can only look forward to what's uh, what next week will bring us. With that being said. Look forward to everybody and look forward to hearing from everybody and we'll touch base next week. My love. No doubt. Let's go Brooklyn. Hey man. What it is. Jacksonville, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> don't, don't, don't count me wrong. Don't, don't make me look like an idiot. <laughs>